Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a look at the trailer for the Mortal Instruments City of Bones. Every day you live your life. You make sure you come straight home tonight. Ordinary, normal. You know your mom, she gets like this sometimes. But there's only so long you can hide from the truth. Let's go in here. What are you looking at? Why can I see you and no one else can? You're not a mundane. What is a mundane? Someone from the human world. Well, if not a human, then what am I? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Mom, I'm coming home! No, 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 you can't come home. You understand me? You don't come home. Killing demons for over a third of my life. You killed two cops. They weren't cops. Demons exist across the world in their varying different forms. I don't understand what any of this has to do with my mom. Your mother was a shadow hunter, like him, like you. There's a map inside your head, Clary. You are the key to our survival. What is it about her? She's different. She's gonna get us all killed. What now? I need to pick up a few things. Clary, wow, you look different. I, I can't talk now, sorry. The world is ours to take. This is about more than us. Humanity is on the very brink of extinction. Chase thinks he needs to save the world. There's too many of them. But you don't need to encourage him to do it. Have a little faith. You have an incredible gift and we need you. I need you. The werewolves are here to save us. I never thought I'd say that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Dalton Ross from Entertainment Weekly, and tonight's guest, Lily Collins. Low chairs this yeah, time. Yeah, look at this. Oh, wow. Comfy. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Hi. So, um, in case anyone doubted, Lily, your ability as a heroine, your life-saving skills, I understand were on full display last week at Mall of America, right? You tell us about you were doing a little signing there and a, yeah, and a, a young fan got a little uh, faint. Yeah, um, well, we've been at this mall tour. We've been to Minneapolis, Chicago, Miami, Philly. And um, in, in Minneapolis, we were doing a signing and this young girl passed Kevin Zegers, fine, passed me, totally fine, gets to Jamie and just fainted, like <laughs> dropped to the ground, just melted. Um, so we all jumped up. I jumped up to grab her like a banana to get her something, some sugar. Jamie got her a chair, we got her water and I gave her the banana and she's like, I don't eat bananas. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'm trying to save your life here. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, she was fine. She was good. But it's been okay. it's been crazy to see all the fans, and it's been so great to to deal one on one with the people buying the tickets and who are fans of the books. Because I was a fan before I was cast, so I feel like it's nice to 
talk to fellow fans. Well, if anyone feels sick, we have a trained professional sitting right and next to me. I have water, and I'm Middle here initials, to chuck it. Middle initials, EMT. So, uh, Even you know. in heels, I'm good. <laughs> good so, uh, Lily, I want to ask you about uh, the new movie and some of your other movies and all that stuff, and then we'll see some clips, and then I'll give you guys a chance to ask some questions so you can start thinking about the things that I'm not smart enough to ask uh, now, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But I want to start by asking about, obviously, you are the uh, daughter of rock royalty. Phil Collins is your dad, and it sort of made me wonder, you know, you got into acting so young, but did you ever think growing up that maybe music was something you wanted to pursue, because obviously he was in that field, or not? Right, um, well actually, my dad started out in acting um, before he started singing, so it's always, like when he would read me stories as a kid, he'd always do different voices, and for me it was something that like was a creative outlet for him that maybe I would get to experience now through me, because he never, he didn't continue right. in acting. Um, but I love music, I used to write songs when I was little, and I sang in Mirror Mirror, so it's something that I'd love to explore more with, maybe like a musical movie or something. Um, and I, I never say never, so um, maybe in the future some more singing, but acting is definitely my priority. And that song at the end of Mirror Mirror, were you nervous playing that for your dad? I mean, that's the ultimate critique there, going to the professional and, yeah. and, and putting it out for him. I was actually, I didn't tell him that it was me. I just said, listen to this. <laughs> and I played it for him, and it was kind of, he was listening to it, and he was like, wait, is that... So you and, uh, and he, he made me like play it three four times again and then he like it got stuck on your head because it's a very like this is a song that gets stuck in your head like the right. believe part right so i just hear him humming it and singing it like days later and i was like oh my god like stuck in his head it's good even if it's annoying it still got stuck in his head <laughs> um no but it was really cool to share that and he was very proud uh, I know that, um, Lily, journalism was something that actually you were interested in at a young age, and you actually, as a teenager, wrote for the uh, British L Girl, a column, and other things like that. Uh, obviously, that's close to my heart, which some people may find odd because they think journalists have no heart, but I do. What, uh, L, L Girl? <laughs> no, just, no, just writing. Actually, my <laughs> wife was the editor-in-chief of the American L Girl, so the L Girl, really? L -Girl as oh, well. So no yes, absolutely. Awesome. I know all about fashion. Sure no, you do. no, I don't. <laughs> but uh, but is that something? I mean, that you enjoy doing? I know you did Nickelodeon on-air interviewing as well. Is that something you enjoyed doing as well? Yeah, no, I've always loved journalism. Um, I wrote for um, Seventeen, L Girl, Cosmo Girl. I did on-air reporting for Access, E, um, Nickelodeon, MTV. Like, I just love meeting people and talking to people and voicing opinions on things um, or just asking questions about entertainment, fashion, news, anything really. Um, so it's something that I've always loved and I'd love to continue writing, but there became a point when I thought uh, people are going to stop believing me as a character if they know me too well as Lily. Right. So I kind of had to make that decision to kind of put one on hold. What do you prefer, asking questions or answering them? Depends on what kind of questions. <laughs> okay. I very much learned how to avoid questions, answering questions when I was the interviewer. So now I can use that <laughs> skill as the interviewee. Well played. Well played, Miss Collins. Uh, so one of the things that I heard about you on the Mirror Mirror set, because my spies are everywhere. I'll tell you what you had for breakfast later. That's all right. Uh, was that, though, but that when you were on that set, you really were taking it all in. You were absorbing everything. You were here with a bunch of real professionals, cast and crew on a big budget extravaganza, and you really wanted to learn and absorb everything. And so with that in mind, what was it like working with Julia Roberts, who was obviously has been uh, seen everything? Uh, my first day of filming with her was the scene in which I'm kneeling at her... Um, throne and she grabs my hair and you know threatens me and so on my first day of filming with her to have Julia Roberts like threatening you 
was terrifying. Um, but she was such a lovely woman, you know, offset because she's so mean to me on set. Um, but it, <laughs> I mean, in between takes, she's fine. It's just like you know when we're filming. Um, but it was lovely. She's she's such an obviously true professional. She's so amazing at her job. But first and foremost, she's a mother, and like her kids would be on set every day, and she'd take time out to like dance with them in her outfit, and just to see how she interacts with all the crew, and to see the questions that she a asks everybody in different departments to better perform. You know, it, she takes everything into consideration, and she doesn't treat anyone differently. So, I didn't even need to ask for advice. I just watched her, and I just took everything in. The kind of the it's like the best teacher at school. And were you or were you not pranked by Army Hammer on the set of Mirror Mirror? Um, I personally don't think I was. I don't remember if I was pranked, but I know that Marty, one of the dwarves, pranked Army. He um, took some fish from catering and put it in his toilet while we were shooting, and then closed the lid. And then it was really hot. Yeah, you can imagine. We didn't. He didn't get back there until <laughs> later that night, and the bathroom just was horrendous. <laughs> so thank you, Marty, for that for Army. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things about Mortal Instruments, which is opening August 21st, is that, kind of similar to Mirror Mirror, is that you're taking a character here with Clary, who people have read the books, they've, and this is an adaptation of that, and they have in their mind, here's what I think about this character, here's how I envision this character acting, saying, looking, everything. So you bring that to life on the screen. Is that more pressure, in a way, than just sort of a blank slate situation? Um, I mean, playing Snow White was one of the hugest honors because as a little girl, I wanted to be her. And like I said, I was a fan of the books before I was cast. So cast Cassandra wrote this character that I felt related to right away. I mean, she's really close with her mom. Obviously, she goes to fight for her mom, and I'm really close with my mom. So it's something that right away I just clicked with, Cl with Clary on. And I just loved her personality so much, but I saw a lot of my friends in Clary. I saw, like in all these fans that I've been meeting, I, I, I feel like Clary is someone that anyone could be. It's just I'm the actress that's honored enough to have been able to play her on screen. So there is a pressure to be everyone's idea of what she should be, but at the end of the day, I'm one person portraying a character that no matter who plays her, you're always gonna have your own idea. You know, it's just, it's just their choice of, my, of me to play her. Um, but I, I, I hope that I made her someone that's very relatable to everyone. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm one of the fans as well. So it's, I'm only trying to honor what Cassandra wrote by also just putting a little bit of Lily in there, you know? And the, the Clary became the Clary that she became because Jamie was his Jace, Kevin was, um, was his Alec, you know, Robbie was his Simon. So half the character's created before we get on set, and then half the character is made up once we're all in the room, because you feed off everyone's energy. I, we've talked about this, I've asked you this before at various gatherings, uh, ending in the word con, uh, what, what Comic-Con, WonderCon, what have you, but I, but I think one of the things that attracts a lot of people to this book series, uh, and I can say this having a daughter that's read the books as well, is that this is a very strong female character. She enters this new world, she gets acclimated, and, and, and relatively quickly is able to really handle herself in that world. How attractive was that to you in terms of that character? Well, what I love the most is that Clary goes through these like who, what, when, where, why questions every five minutes in the book, but now in the movie because it's condensed. So. It would be so easy to have her be victimized, but she never allows herself to fall victim to anything, to the romance, to the drama with her mom, to the scariness of the characters that she that she meets, to the fact that she actually isn't just normal. Um, you know, she 
She takes everything with stride. She can be vulnerable, but she's always persistent and passionate and loyal and determined. And I think that the way in which she goes about this journey, not being defined by romance, you know, allowing there to be these comedic light moments in dramatic moments in the movie is different than other teen franchises that we've seen. She, like I said, she isn't defined by any romance. Um, she cracks jokes in the middle of the movie when you kind of don't expect it, which kind of is a nod to the fact of the audience going, okay, this is a fantasy movie, maybe they're trying to take themselves too seriously. At that moment, we make fun of ourselves and go, we know this is just a movie. So there is this more lightness to it that I think Clary allows. Um, but she also is asking tons of questions to the other characters to invite an audience in that may not have read the books. So if there's ever a time when the audience doesn't understand what's going on or doesn't understand a character name or what they mean, Clary is already beating you to it. And she's like, I don't understand what's going on. Not in an expositional way, but in a way of, again, she's one of you. So I really liked that she kind of pushes the story forward and allows herself to be weak, but, but never defined by her moments. Lily, uh, you know, obviously there's so many passionate fans of this book, like you yourself. And so does that, I mean... Does that make a project like this a little more personal to you? This isn't a, a script that just sort of landed on your door and you read through it and you liked it and you went in it. You were familiar with the material. You love the material. You get the part. How does that sort of, how do you approach that maybe differently from other roles you've taken? Um, well, actually, by this point, I think I've been attached to the movie for three years. Um, I became attached to it um, Christmas almost three years ago, and then we did some readings with some Jaces picked Jamie obviously and then it kind of went away for a little while it changed hands produced like producer hands director hands I in the meantime went and did mirror mirror and two other independents and then it finally came back around with the studio and I, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason so I was able to sit with Clary for a little longer than I probably would have if we had just gone into filming and at that point I had spoken to Cassandra um, I had been able to reread the book uh, you know the, the, the script had so many reincarnations um, even when we were filming we would get new pages every day the ending of the movie was rewritten like a week before the end uh, with um, Jamie and myself we talked to Cassandra and tried to help rewrite the ending um, and so it was it was kind of amazing to have extra time with this character and again like I try to separate myself as actor and as fan and as Lily because like in the series of books which I I know my fate but as Clary, I wouldn't. So I want to go on the journey with her so I can't know what I'm supposed to know as a reader. You know, at, at what point do you separate yourself? And at the end of the day, I'm so proud of what we did and, I'm, and I love Clary and I would love to play her for as long as people will have us. And thank goodness we're shooting the sequel next month because um, we get to do it again. And uh, yeah, I just feel like her, her story is too good not to hear, not to see on screen. So I really hope that everyone kind of feels the same way. It's um, a lot of people want to know, obviously, you know, people are so passionate about these projects and they want to know, how's it going to be different? Uh, you cannot, you, a book, just the two mediums, things will have to change. You have to condense, you have to combine, you have to take things out. Maybe something doesn't work on the screen the way it works on the page. So in terms of general terms, what can people, fans of the book, expect in terms of the DNA of the project or any sort of big, wild changes that they might see? Uh, no real big, wild changes. Um, Cassandra was very hands-on with this movie, with the storyline, the plot line, and so everything is Cassandra approved. So right off the bat, having her approval and her blessing on the script and the story and the movie kind of speaks volumes. Um, it's obviously her baby, you know, so as a fan, you, you want the writer of the book to love what we've done. Um, I think you can expect the action to be even better than you're expecting. Um, 
of course the romance is there um you know the the greenhouse scene is just as magical as when you read it um i mean really the special effects and everything are just the icing on top in this movie it's it's really based on character and emotion and that's what harold wanted he didn't want it to be this just visually beautiful movie. I mean, that's not going to invite a new audience in. When you watch a movie, you want to care about the characters, even if you don't know who they are. And I think you could watch this movie without any of the post-production and get the same value from it. And as a fan of the books, I really felt like, not since Harry Potter had I really felt that what was in my head when I was reading the books was on screen. And I really felt that watching it because all the sets were there for us. It was very minimal green screen. So the essence of what Cassandra wrote really transcribed onto the page from, from the page. Was there a particular scene or location that you were really looking forward to sort of transporting to the screen and seeing how that what you built in your mind turned out to look uh, once it was filmed? Yeah, the Institute Library scene when I first get introduced to Hodge uh, I remember walking onto the set. I had to walk up all these stairs, and I was like, what are, we, what are we going? And they opened the doors, and I just looked out onto this vast, it was like the size of this room right here. Literally, they built everything according to what Cassandra had written, everything down to like specific books that were in the library that were in the back of a shop behind a glass door that you will never see on screen, but just to have it there. And the depth of the sets and, and like the amount of hours, and then it just gets like torn down. You know, it's like I wanted it transported to LA. I wanted to like live in it somewhere. Um, it's that beautiful. And, and the attention to detail just proved that everyone on the set and everyone on the crew was so passionate about making it perfect. Like nothing went under the radar. Um, and that set to me, even when you see it, I mean, it's just so, the depth is there and everything and Cassandra will even attest to it, everything literally was the same. And that's the first set she walked onto and cried. And I know that I just stood there and I got tears in my eyes. And Harold was so funny because he walked on the set when Cassandra was crying and he's like, oh my God, what's wrong? Did we do something wrong? Is it not there? And she's like, I'm just so happy. And so we just literally, that's like, it brought us to tears about how amazing it felt to be there. Well, how'd you like the, the redhead look, huh? I was a redhead for priest, and I was—I had never colored my hair at all, and it was like my first entrance into like experimenting with hair color, and I felt feistier, like it's a weird feeling to change your hair color, um, and then when I went back to being Clary, it like changed my personality a little bit, like it definitely—I mean, there are fewer redheads out there than there are every other color, so automatically you feel kind of a little bit special, <laughs> I guess, um, but it was so funny. There was so much talk on Twitter and Facebook how wrong my red was, how it wasn't as vibrant enough. And this is based on paparazzi pictures that are taken in the shade with my hair up. And they're like, it's still brown. I'm like, actually, no, it's red. And then I asked Cassie, I was like, Cassie, everyone has an opinion on the color red. Did we like not read it correctly? Like what was it supposed to be? And she, she said, I never specified how red it should be. It's just supposed to be a tone of red. So that's everyone taking it into their own account, like how red. And I just find it fascinating that so much talk was about the red hair. But it, it is red. And Cassandra Clare knows red. She knows red I mean, hair. She <laughs> has red. She's like metallic, electric. And she even had like purple in her hair on the mall tour. So she's all about color. So I got the sign off that my red was appropriate for Clary. So I felt fine about it. I liked it. I liked being a redhead. Well, I want to know what it's like having to do fight scenes in heels. Because that sounds a little brutal. Yeah. Why not just take the heel <laughs> off and stab someone in the skull? That would work better. I, I do take them off at some point in the movie. Um, and I literally say, God, these damn boots. Because it's like, they're this high. Um, and they're, sounds so bad. They're thigh-high leather, six-inch boots with a dress that 
is very short and very tight. Um, there's supposed to be clothing from Isabel, the other shadow hunter, so it's not supposed to fit Clary properly, and I'm really kind of a boyfriend jeans wearing Doc Martens leather jacket girl, so uh, Clary is very awkward in these heels and dress anyway, so as Lily doing stunts, if I tripped or fell or whatever, I could just pull it off as my character because it was totally Clary. But yeah, hanging out with the guys, battling vampires um, for a week at three or four in the morning every day, running up and down stairs um kicking and crawling in this beaten down broken down hotel in toronto where there were mice asbestos i mean everyone on the crew wore gas masks except for the actors and we were like we're not like subhuman like i know we're like shadow hunters in the movie but we need gas masks too um so yeah the environment kind of was not easy but it made running around in heels as a girl in new york much easier Probably did like the training, like, oh, this isn't so bad. Like, oh, totally, regular, totally. Like, sweats or I, I did the training in like my sneakers and my, you know, sweatpants, and I was like, oh, I'm getting really good at this. And then two days before filming, I was like, wait, I have a costume. And it's after I'm wearing that outfit, meaning I'm going to be doing all this. Like, I had never trained in my heels. I mean, who trains in heels? I probably should now. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I never actually fell. Which so I was very proud. So, so I say now, <laughs> let's try for the sequel. I'll probably be all over the place. But um, yeah, it, it went pretty well. Well, not to not to jump ahead to the sequel, but what can you say in terms of just where you're at with production? Obviously, you haven't started filming yet, but I mean, when right. the script and everything else. Um, we're still waiting a new draft of the script, um, but we go out there in early September to start training, and we're supposed to start end of September. So it's pretty full force. Well, I've saved my final question is the most important one. Clearly, now, you have an in with Cassandra Clare, who writes the books, The Mortal Instruments, and clearly she has one more book left to go. So what can you tell us? Have you tried to get any info out of her, trying to get any to say, hey, come on. Yeah, like, you know, it's funny. She was um, in Philly with us a couple of days ago, and she's not done writing the sixth book, but she, I think it's gonna, supposed to come out next year. Um, but it was interesting because she was writing the book on the set of the movie. So it's, it's, she keeps saying, and this is from her, um, the movie's not necessarily like influencing the way she writes the books, but it is helping her acknowledge the character's roots and where they came from. So like seeing how Clary was at the beginning of her stories helps her when kind of finding her fate at the end. Um, but yeah, she's like totally top secret. Like even when she's writing on her computer, she's like kind of turns it to the side or, it's you know it's like any end of a series. Everyone wants to know, and it's uh, it's her baby, so she's not revealing anything. Under lock and key. Under lock and key. Yes, as it should be. I, I wouldn't want anything to be ruined. All right. Well, I've been having all the fun. I want to open up the floor here, let you guys ask some questions to Lily Collins about Mortal Instruments and her career. Okay. Hi. Hi. Um, if you could go back in time and give yourself advice about acting, what would you say? Um. I would probably say you're going to be told no a lot. I mean, I was told no. I have every script that I ever auditioned for, which is kind of crazy because it takes up a lot of room. Um, and all of them were no's. And I think I always was determined that I wanted to do what I was doing. But sometimes, you know, when you hear no, you do get upset and you do get deterred. Um, but my, the best advice is take the no as a no, not right now, not no, this isn't for you. Because the more you get told no, the better the first yes is. You know, so like, I think 
you may not be everyone's cup of tea. I think everything happens for a reason. And I think every actor who gets a role gets the role they were supposed to get. And like, I auditioned for Twilight. I auditioned for other like teen franchises, but I'm now playing Clary. And I have that connection with her about like my mom and her mom. And like, there's so much about Clary that I identify with that I wouldn't have had the chance to play her had I maybe been cast in something else. So just don't always take no as a, um, a final answer, I guess. Good advice. I'm not saying like go back and be like knocking on doors and be like, give me the role, you know, like to an extent. <laughs> Hi, so Hi. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of the book as well. Good. Um, and I was just wondering, do you know when they're gonna tell who the rest of the cast members are for the sequel? Like Maya? Um, I don't, they, Sigourney Weaver um, is in talks right now um, to join the movie. But that's the latest that I know. I think they're pretty secretive with casting, and sometimes it comes down to literally the last minute. I remember Kevin Zegers was like cast maybe like a week or two before we started filming. He didn't even know when he came to his wardrobe fitting that he was actually cast. He kind of left, and he was like, "I think that went well. They already fit me." We're like, well, "It's your role, you know." So I think some of the best things kind of happen, you know, um, spur of the moment. But I, the second that there's any casting news, I'm going to be like gripping for information. So I'm sure we'll release it. Thank you. Um, so, I, as you were saying before, uh, an important part is Clary doesn't let herself be defined by like her relationship with Jason. One of my favorite parts of the book is, is like her relationship, like her friendship with Simon. How do you think that's? How do you? How did you handle that in the movie? And how do you think that was handled? Um, well, Robbie Sheehan is just hilarious. Like he is just a ball full of energy. I mean, you met him. He's just like. He's so chill. He at Comic-Con is the dude that's doing an interview with MTV and just brings a camera on TV, like live TV, and he's just like shooting all of us like because he wants to experience life and he's just like free love and he's awesome. So he brought that to Simon. He brought like an awkwardness to Simon. He brought just like the, the comedic goofy side to Simon. And um, I think, I mean, obviously Clary and Simon are really close and then he confesses to her and that scene is just like heartbreaking because it comes right after, as you know in the book, like the greenhouse scene with Jace and the dynamic between the three of us and then you add in Kevin Zegers' character, it's like a love cube. Like I think it's like the first love square in a franchise that's really expressed. Um, and he just, he brings the comedy. He, uh, you know, he's in the entire action sequences as well. And without him, those comedic moments probably wouldn't be there. And that's why Clary relies on him for like a lighter side to her personality. But I think it does play out in a, in a very heartbreaking yet comedic way. Thank you. Hi, um, Hi. I'm a really, really big fan of the books. Um, I just wanted to know, um, if you could play any other character in the Mortal Instruments, who would it be? Where are you from? Um, England. Nice. Way to represent. <laughs> um, Magnus, even though he's a guy. Um, I have no he problem playing a guy. He throws the best parties. Exactly. I, have, I genuinely have no problem playing a guy. I think it would be really fun. Um, I've said this before, but like, he's a guy that gets to wear crazy outfits. He gets to wear glitter. He throws great parties. He's the life of the party. But then at the same time, he is however many hundreds of years old, he's wise beyond his years, he has these crazy powers that can basically do anything, he's all-knowing. So these two sides of his personality are so interesting, and obviously the story arc that he goes on through the books is fascinating, and I just think that he's, um, he would just be really fun as an actor to play, and I think even cooler if I got to play a guy. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. 
Hi, Lily. Hello. I'm a really big fan of the books, and I was wondering what was running through your mind, and what was your first reaction to finding out you were casted as Clary? Really? Yeah. No, that was my question. <laughs> I went, really? <laughs> um, it was uh, a huge honor. Like I said, I was a, a fan of Clary's. Um, it was more of a, like, why me? There's 10,000 other girls that would die to do this project. Um, I also was nervous because Clary... Again, I, like I said before, she could so easily fall victim to everything that she's thrown. And she could come across weak. Or you could play her extremely, extremely strong and pretty much unrelatable, like superhuman. And what young girl can relate to someone with no faults? Like, that's not realistic. So I really wanted her to be this mixture between empowering, but not in your face empowering, and strong and enthusiastic and, and you know passionate. But also, like, it's okay to be confused. It's okay to fail. Um, you know, everyone goes through crisis, identity crisis when they're younger of like, who am I? And are you really my parents? And like weird things that you kind of doubt, right? So Clary's going through all that while being thrown into this fantasy world. So right off the bat, I was like, how am I going to do this? Um, but then I think that the honor of it just kind of settled in and I was just more excited than anything. Still confused as to why they chose me, but, um, but very proud to have gotten the chance. Thank you. Hi. Hello. Um, my question is, like, I know you, you, like, got to, like, work with, like, big act actresses like Sandra and Julia. Like, if you had a chance to work with anybody else in Hollywood, and who would it be and why? Oh, I'm going to be kind of typical here. Meryl Streep. Um, I just love her. Um, I think she's everything that I want to ever try to be half of. Um, she's just seemed I met her once and she just was the most lovely human being and so sweet and she's just the most talented um but really it goes from everything from her to like Ryan Gosling <laughs> so it's like <laughs> very opposite um but my number one like actor goal that I would ever have is to work with Meryl Streep hi Lily I think you look great today thank you you're welcome uh, I loved you in Mirror Mirror. I thought it was a very underrated movie and you were absolutely amazing. Now you mentioned earlier about perhaps doing a musical. You'd love to do that. So one, if you could bring a musical to the big screen, what musical would you star in? And two, any chance of Broadway in your future? Um, I actually auditioned for a Broadway play last year. It was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. It's one of those, one, like literally I felt like I was on Glee or something because there was like a panel of people and you just walk in and they're just kind of like, all right, go. And you're like, oh my God, okay, this is really happening. Um, and, but it was the most terrifying yet like invigorating experience. When I left, I felt so alive. And I used to do musical theater and plays when I was younger. I did Grease, Into the Woods, Cats, Fiddler on the Roof, um, all sorts of plays. And I, there's nothing like a live audience, like getting the thrill from it. Even this, it's so nice to like see faces, you know, otherwise you just kind of, I mean, you see crew's faces, but like it's it's different. It's nice to interact. Um, so I would love to do a musical or play on Broadway one day, and a play, God, to a musical movie. Um, I know it's kind of bizarre, but there was a project that was around for a while, and this it's not it, it's a weird choice maybe, but it's not written as a musical. Valley Girl from the '80s with Nick Cage. For a while, there was talk that they were maybe going to do a musical, and it's still kind of, it's still out there, 
But something like that or Breakfast Club or something like, because Breakfast Club is like one of my favorite movies of all time. And any like John Hughes movie, I know Valley Girl's not, but that kind of 80s vibe, I think, with the Brat Pack to make into a musical could be so outrageously fun to do. And if you take it, you know, and have that kitsch factor to it and make it about teen angst, but make it just cool, I think that would be like an interesting twist on a musical. Well, we'll get Anthony Michael Hall on speed dial immediately. I know, right? Get that set up for you. All right. Judd Nelson action. I want to thank Lily Collins for coming out today. I want to thank, thank you, you guys, guys so for much. coming out today. Mortal Instruments opens August 21st. Go check it out. Thanks a lot, everyone. Thank you guys so much for showing up.